And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and with me, right next to me, are... Uh, Omex. And, uh, oh, uh, Robert. <laughs> and, oh, uh, guys, this natural banter is happening because we're just, we're in the same studio. We're just hanging out. Uh, oh, man. Obviously, uh, six feet from each other because we have a giant palatial huge studio to record out of. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you uh, two is uh, doing their Corona song in the in the corner over there. Wow, I love I love you two's Corona song. Um, yeah, we are definitely not using current technology that we have a hard time with uh, <laughs> to communicate. Yeah, this did not take us forty minutes to set up or anything like that. No, we're just here uh, hanging out, being bros, recording. Yeah. We can't beat around the bush, though, because every other podcast, this is going to be a seminal moment for them. This is like that the sweeps weeks where all the shows have like a blackout in their episode. <laughs> and this is our uh, social distancing episode. Mm-hmm. Hashtag social distancing. Max, how you doing over there? Oh, so lovely. Um, I'm really liking the sound quality. I think that uh, it's an improvement. Maybe we and I, <laughs> I got to be honest, I like. Uh, well, oh. This would actually break the break the whole uh, thing that we're setting up here. But I like not being in the room with you guys. <laughs> no, we broke. We broke it. Um, it's been broken. Max, it's been broken. Uh, full disclosure: Max's profile picture is um, looks like a corgi on top of uh, uh, Mister Rogers. Close. Uh, so so body. close. So close. That's a, that's and, a uh, I got I got to agree body. with Max though. This is an improvement over in person. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, uh, in Rob's profile picture is uh, just of himself. I think uh, it's oh. he's got one slice of cheese. He's got a, a bacon and tomato, just like the normal Rob. Just like normal Robert. Max, I, the profile picture for you for me is just three like it's three stick figures. So like I or what I guess is the normal uh, default. Yeah, Max Thanks, is actually. So. Listen, Long time listeners will know that Max is actually just three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> in a trench coat. <laughs> long time listeners that are, that are know constantly that, but... in the middle of seasons of shows. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> never finished. There's there's too many shows to watch. You always got to be in the middle of something. That's true. That's you true. Got nothing but time now. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, how about yourself? I turned the question back on you. How are you doing over there? Oh, we're doing just fine. Um, Got went out and got some groceries. The, I got a text from my sister this morning that was like, a friend of mine just told me that we're about to go on total lockdown, so better go get some stuff. And so I went to the grocery store and then tuned in at three to see Governor Inslee say uh, rent and mortgage uh, lateness will be forgiven. And then there was oh. nothing mentioned of any mandatory lockdown. So wow. we're doing great. Okay. Well, we... I- and I think we all made a smart decision, as as a lot of podcasters will, a lot of famous podcasters will. Uh, and, uh, uh, other even, famous, you know, fellow famous podcasters, you mean? Exactly. We're among the echelon mm-hmm. of people that it's just it's unnecessary. Look at us. Look at we're we're talking, we're communicating, and uh, we're reading all of the all of each other's uh, body cues just mm-hmm. as normally. So it's fine. It's yeah. all perfect. 
Um, well, um, speaking of perfect things, let's get into some of these. You know, the one theme song I do have on this computer, the... Wow. TV shows we've seen. We've seen... Whoa. Max recreated that perfectly. Now, Andrew, are you going to play the clip or... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, I, I couldn't get it to pull up, but Max, thank you for doing that live. Anytime, man. Yeah. Yeah. He can, like, he can do chip tune. Just That's okay. We're right at the top of TV shows we've seen, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Hang on. It seemed to be working out for us. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Got it back. Okay. We're back. We're back. TV shows we've seen. Uh, Max, Robert was making fun of you for watching uh, Homeland, so talk about Homeland. Uh-huh. So I just got through season seven, I think. I actually, I should have looked up, looked it up, but I uh, <laughs> just got through season seven. Uh, I think there's one season left now going on uh, on Showtime, but season seven, unfortunately, was garbage, and everyone should skip it. It's really awful. They go through the whole, um, like, Russian meddling shit. Oh, her emails. Sorry, what was that? Nothing. Uh, Nine. (laughs) Oh, my. Niet. Niet, that's the one. Uh, Is your your problem that you don't believe in Russia? (laughs) That's right. I I just think it's Germany. Um, But I just, it's so terrible that... I, I hate this whole the whole Russian thing as if Americans couldn't get themselves into this trouble. I think everything that's going on now kind of shows that, you know, America doesn't really have its shit together. And I think that Russians have been blamed for a lot of our shortcomings. And this season does a really bad job of doing doing that constantly throughout the whole thing. And the Americans go over to Russia, cause a huge shit show create a ton of destruction, lying the whole time about what they're doing, just saying they're on a diplomatic mission. And, and oh, then, Prince Leia. Exactly, yeah. And we know uh, that he was a horrible but, terrorist, so. <laughs> and, well, I mean, I guess they probably would be considered the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, they're like insurgents. Yeah. So maybe think about that, Max. Yeah, I guess I should. But in this one, yeah, they're, they're lying. They're, they're pretending that they're going over as diplomatic uh, with a diplomatic immunity, shoot a guy in the head, and just like it's it's awful. And then they basically just like play the heroic music anytime the Americans do anything, even though they're completely in the wrong about everything that they're doing. And uh, I don't, it's it's just terrible. Don't watch it. Skip skip from season six to season season eight. If I'm right about the seasons, <laughs> if you ever wow. hear anything about Russia. Just skip to the next season. What if in season eight she defects to Russia? Then keep on skipping. (laughs) uh, Max, have you seen Chernobyl? Because they really don't paint Russia good in that one. (laughs) See, I'm okay with with not being painted good or whatever. Incompetence. Like, well, yeah, I guess I don't know. It's it. It's just if it's lopsided. That's what I dislike about this one. Is that the U.S. is so great in all of the uh, espionage stuff that it's doing that like, oh yeah, they're really trying to make the world a better place. And then they they have the Russians just basically turn on each other because someone's bank account was drained. And so they, they basically say, hey, if you want your bank account back, then you're going to have to go get this person for me. 
they send this whole army over to fight the, the Russian army, like two factions of it. It's basically like the FBI in the middle of the White House lawn is coming in with guns, uh, like fighting the police force there. And it's just, oh, that's normal. That's just what Russia does. It just seems wow, the, the overdraft fees are crazy over there. <laughs> I'm missing something. I don't get the joke. <laughs> uh, it wasn't really even a, a good joke, so don't worry about it. <laughs> You're not missing much. Yeah, so anyways, Homeland's bad. Uh, Russians are okay sometimes. I'm sure they fucked up. Homeland is bad? Oh, my God. <laughs> You spent it's you spent they so much time watching Homeland, Max. Uh-huh. Like you've been watching it for ten years. <laughs> That's true. That's completely accurate and not an exaggeration. But you know, certain things are better about it than others. The last season was good, but even that kind of fell on the end. I feel like there was a, there was also a season in the middle that like really dropped off for you, and then you came back on. And it got a little better, and now it seems to be worse again. Yeah, yeah, it has its dips. It has its uh, its mountains and its valleys. I feel but like entire I was like Russia entire yeah, entire the season seemed to be has mountains and valleys. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I cut you off, Andrew. No, I, was gonna, I, was gonna, one, but. I was gonna say it. It seems like it's like entire seasons are mountains and valleys for you, where they're like. Some shows, it's like, oh, this episode was not very good, or this arc wasn't very good for you. It feels like entire seasons are that. Some some seasons, Max loves Russia. Other times, he hates them. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I it can, I think it is kind of like that, and I wonder if it has to do with the the showrunners or whatever. If they get new people for different seasons, or it might just be that um, they kind of stick with an arc for for a season, and I think they kind of blew it with a couple of them. Sure. Is there anything else you've been watching, Max? Uh, Legion. I watched uh, one of those seasons, season three. <laughs> one of those seasons. Season, Listeners, season you figure it out. I watched season two, and uh, I have yet to see season season three. But uh, that's a good, weird, strange show that does a lot of, I think, new things, uh, and has like does dance numbers here and there. I know other shows do that too, but like it really fits in this one and they're, they're just not afraid to go wild with it. And I, you know I like what, that. um, you know what I've been seeing ads for that has a Legion vibe to me is that, uh, devs show. Have you guys seen previews for that? I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks really, it looks bizarre. It looks like kind of surreal. Like I can't tell what, if it's supposed to be kind of, fantastical in what they're doing, but it has a Legion-y kind of vibe to me. Yeah, I think it has to be fantastical because they have a, like a levitating uh, elevator thing. What? Whoa! (laughs) Now I gotta see this. Levitation? Wait, it's a show about a levitating, a talking levitating (laughs) elevator? (laughs) The other thing that they... My name is Debs. Nice to meet you. The... The preview to me made it seem very ex machina, and then at the end of the preview, it's like from the creators of ex machina. I was like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. I well, the ex machina. This is another one with uh, mountains and valleys. Even in the just the preview, just the preview. There were a couple previews that made me think, hey, I oh really want to see this show. And then another one where I was like, ah, no, I can skip it. Even the even the previews and trailers are have mountains and valleys for you. This is a you're always on an emotional roller coaster with these. Maybe things. it's more like a molehill and uh, <laughs> what's the, the yeah, bigger molehill? A little divot. 
Oh my god. Uh, is that how about anything else from you, Max? TV wise? Uh that's it for TV. Rob, how about you? I, I think I'm actually I'm dry on TV as usual. This is all you, Drew. All me. Shit, what have I been watching? Well, the the Bachelor finished up. Which I was, was going to say, surely someone has been hitched uh, without knowing the person or knowing the person. Um, the the Bachelor ended with no proposal. Well, there was a <gasps> there was a proposal. She rescinded I, the proposal I later. I, I live vicariously through your Bachelor experience, so don't spare any details. Okay, so the finale happened. Um, there was two contestants left. It was Madison and Hannah Ann. And Wait Matt, a minute! Is one of these part of Champagne Gate? Uh, Hannah Ann. <laughs> Hannah Ann was the perpetrator of Champagne, of Champagne Gate. Oh! I can't believe she survived till the end. I know it, it was a real yeah, like that a, was a cork for one of her eyes. It was touch. It was very touch and go whether or not she was going to make it. Um. So Madison is from a very religious family and expressed to Peter that she would want her husband to be like the leader of like, not just their family, but like the faith community at large in her. Oh, wow. And he just sort of was like, yeah, I I think I could do that. Not really acknowledging that like, he's not very religious and it's not that important to him. And so it started to create this, like he's clearly very into her in a, in a major way, but like there's so many red flags about their relationship that he's not recognizing. And so in the finale, she goes home, she leaves and that just leaves Hannah Ann. And so Peter proposes to Hannah Ann, doesn't really tell her that Madison has gone home. And so later she finds out that, that Madison has gone home and she recognizes that the only reason Peter proposed was because she was the only one left. And so she gives him back the ring she dipped. She dipped and basically like dressed him down to like everything that he's done wrong this season, which was like very, very cathartic to watch. Um, wow. Yeah. And like, let's look back at your worst moment. It was basically, yeah. Here's all the ways you fucked up. Um, yeah. And then, so his, his mom, Peter's mom became a very central character in the last episode who was like begging him to marry Hannah Ann. And, when he received, you know what him, you said? what's that begging him to marry Hannah. Basically, yeah. Basically like crying into his face saying like, please marry her. Please bring her home to us. And oh my. so when he, when the marriage gets broken off, they have like a live studio audience who's watching it with the host of the show. And Peter's mom is in the audience and she's like every time in the, in the, in the show when like Hannah Ann's like, Peter, I'm too good for you. This is all the things you've done wrong. Peter's mom is like in the audience clapping and like cheering <gasps> for her. It was wild. Um, Whoa. She's like, at the end, she's like, you know what? I've adopted Hannah Ann. You're not my son anymore. That, it was, it was truly like, it felt like we were like seconds away from her disowning her son and saying, I'd rather take Hannah Ann home. So, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. He ends up dating Madison at the end. They are they are deciding they're going to give it a try, but they have not gotten engaged. Oh, wow! So and he'll be the great, the next great spiritual leader, yeah. uh, in our country. Let's well, yeah, for the country. Yeah, he will be yeah. uh, Trump's uh, pastor in charge. And oh boy, what, what's his what, what is his name again? What's this man's name? Uh, Peter. 
since I'm going to be saying it a lot in the future. Yeah, you should get, get recognized with the name uh, uh, Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete. It's uh, perfect. We're going to announce Pilot Pete's going to be the new v- VP. Oh, no, this is not. <laughs> we literally have an insane, like, faith-based uh, advisor yeah. so we don't we don't need more is that all the is that all the the excitement on tv you've had well yeah uh other than of course um trump announcing uh pilot pete is the new uh, head of the coronavirus task force we're saved yeah we're, we're this is the most evergreen episode we could record <laughs> it comes out tomorrow who cares that's true um be, yeah that's it. the new future <laughs> That's it for me for TV. Um, I don't have the movies we've seen theme, so... Uh, wow. Do-do. Hey, 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 hey. Do-do. Don't you forget about... Uh, don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies, movies we've, we've seen. seen. There we go. Uh, movies we've seen. Guys, Robert, you, Robert, rip us out some movies. What have you seen? Oh my God! Well, um, I think going from uh, furthest back to most recent, I saw Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's so good. The Kalima. That's yeah, the wrong one. That's not the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Sean Connery says that. I think. <laughs> uh, the the chemistry though between between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery is. The casting is amazing. Like, I'm trying to picture who else would have been Harrison Ford's father in that, and I just can't I can't figure out what could have better been better than that. Yeah. Um, Sean Connery quit Hollywood. Is he's still alive though? Is that right? Yeah, he is still alive, and he's a he's a not to me. He's not at, uh, at the the least. <laughs> um, so is he? he? He's fine staying away. What did he? What has he done? Like, what's the? I'm pretty sure he's like the. He's he says like if a woman talks that they should get slapped and stuff ah, like that. Ah, so, cool. Yeah, you know. So we'll keep him out of Hollywood, and he can be he can be that picture in Crystal Skull that he didn't even appear in the movie. <laughs> um. Uh, other than that, I watched uh, when this was all sort of kicking off, and it was a bit more uh, novel. And not novel virus. Ah, I, good one, Robert. Twenty-eight days later, and then the next day, twenty-eight weeks later. Um, great movies about uh, a virulent or uh, kind of a virulent outbreak. An outbreak. Um, but twenty-eight days later is so. It's got such a great soundtrack and such a great feeling, like especially in early in the movie, because the movie does kind of change in the last bit when they find the um, kind of the army. Uh, contingent mm-hmm. when they're alone in London, it really feels vast and empty and and yeah, just it really evokes a lot. And there's not really a a very high definition cut of the movie because it's all filmed very like handy cam grainy. It's very it's it's very of its time. But um, yeah, I really I really love that movie. And um, the sequel is more of the infected and the stuff from the first movie, but it just, it totally is so different. And you're immediately focused on this like group of American, uh, soldiers that are occupying London and it, they just don't have the same feel. It doesn't feel 
the cool thing in the in the first one, and I wonder which predated the other, was um, Jim, the main character in Twenty Days Later, wakes up in the hospital. Jim Halpert. Pardon? Jim Halpert. Yes, Jim Halpert. Yeah, and he looks through the blinds sneakily, and and uh, one of the infected he's put his stapler in Jello. Um, uh, but I like that he wakes up and has no idea what has happened. Everyone's gone. At one point, he picks up money on the ground because he's like, "Whoa, look at all this money!" But it's like that would be, that would be maybe the most disturbing thing if I saw a bunch of money just flying around on the ground. I'd be like, "Oh shit, something really bad happened." Um, and I like coming in with that fish out of water, not knowing what's going on. And number two lacks that. You know what took place in the first one. Everything has set off and then has like almost reset. Like they've almost kind of got everything under control. So it doesn't. It just doesn't have that that hit for for it and i was going to say it's sort of like the um the walking dead both the comic and the show is is uh the main character waking up after everything has happened and kind of acclimating to to what people have been living through prior to that so i i like that element uh, of it both of them but um yeah 28 days is is great um, was there another one? Did they ever do uh, 28 they're months talking later? About doing a 28 months. They have been talking about doing that, but oh. I don't know if it would be Danny Boyle. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, every, everything is, uh, is on hold right now. So, um, I don't know if I ever saw the sequel. I, I definitely saw the first one, but I, it's a, te- I I, it's a tepid recommendation. There's some real, there's also, um, well, I don't want to give anything away, but like it, it, the infected should be like mindless, rage machines like they set up and the implication in the second one is there's maybe like more high function which would be interesting if that was the thrust of of it all uh moving forward but it seems to be like isolated on one particular character so it was it was weird um i also watched um i watched with jamie and she had never seen before uh inside out on uh, disney plus oh um Good. I was glad to revisit it. I hadn't seen that. I think I've only seen it the one time. I think I only saw it when it came out, and I remembered enjoying it, and I still enjoy it. Um, I reject the idea that the pizza place they went to literally only serves one kind of pizza in a day. That that seems ludicrous. But other than that, um, it's good, and I, I forgot all the the fun they have with like abstract thought and um, the way that your brain like the people are going through and into your long-term memory and taking uh, taking away phone numbers because they're all saved in your phone and they're getting rid of like old things that don't matter. But mm-hmm. then they like leave in like the gum commercial with a catchy tune. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff was very fun. I, I liked, I liked that. And there is some follow-up kind of little mini movie on, uh, on the app about uh, Riley going on her first date. Well, so yeah, I, I saw that. That actually. Um, they have a couple of those. I think I talked in the previous episode. They have a couple of the Toy Story ones too, which are really good, but they're also missing a few mm-hmm. uh, too. But um, those are actually really those are really fun to check out. Um, they put out one that was what happened to Bo Peep when she was donated until the events of the fourth movie, and that was actually kind of cute too. I would check that out. I was thinking about watching that, and I saw that it was on there, and that sounded like an interesting story because it seemed like a lot skipped. I guess that yeah, was the point. I mean, it's, but. It, and it's sort of like, it's, uh, I mean, it's a little silly, but like, it's sort of like, what would the life of that lamp have been over like, you know, however many years had passed? Um, it, it's cute. I liked it. And it was, and it's essential to enjoy Toy Story 4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is the uh, this is like the this is just the new norm that you have to read or watch like the little uh, app short to understand everything. Right. Otherwise, you not only do you not get it, you won't be able to enjoy it. We won't allow you. Um, real quick, I also watched the Disappointment Room, guys. Don't call your movie the Disappointment Room because people might say it was a disappointment movie. Oh boy! Uh, it was Kate Beckinsale and some dude, and they bought a new house, and there was spooky ghosts afoot, and the mom was very obviously like something was ha- had happened to her, and that she was an unreliable narrator, and the whole thing was that the house had a disappointment room, which is like back in the day, rich people who were ashamed of their like deformed or disabled children would lock them up, you know, like frickin' uh, the man in the iron mask and like leave, you know, keep them hidden away. So that was sort of the whole thrust was that like the kid ghosts that were sad were were lashing out and uh, it was a real bummer. They did a real, then when they get to Kate Beckinsale's backstory, it was just a real like horrifically realistic, uh, horrible thing that happened to her. And I was like, God, this sucks. So uh, not good. Wouldn't recommend, would not recommend The Disappointment Room. Would you have liked it more if they'd called it like The Excitement Room? The, yeah, you, yeah. You'll be, uh, don't rent this room. The over the overpromise, <laughs> overdeliver room. Yeah. There's much better low-tier horror movies room. I don't know. <laughs> I'm scraping, I'm scraping here. <laughs> uh, Max, have you seen any movies? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few. Uh one of them was uh, kind of not, it wasn't similar, but it had the same kind of um, disappointment room type of person in it. I saw Midsummer. <laughs> oh, you were in the disappointment room category? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I searched that section at my <laughs> local blockbuster and uh, checked it out. It's your local blockbuster. Before this whole thing. <laughs> I was trying to think. I guess they, I guess they have categories now. If I found a blockbuster right now, I bet I could. There'd be better movies in it right now than the Disappointment Room. Meaning no movies. Hey, whatever you take it to me, my man. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I saw, Max, I saw Midsummer. 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 And I had to look that up. Why? Why it was called that? It's just Swedish for Midsummer. <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna pronounce it Midsummer. Cool. Um, you American it, pig. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I would go over there and I would uh, be the first to be taken out. Oh, wow. Um, I did not love this movie, hmm. but I liked it. I thought it had some cool visuals. It had some cool ideas, but it was odd. It was gorier than I, it kind of set itself up to be. It had some pretty brutal moments. A lot of like flashes of gross imagery, and uh, yeah, by the end, it didn't say enough for me to really uh, love it. Mm. But but yeah, to each their own. I think a lot of people like Midsummer. Maybe it was overhyped for me. Um, I also watched The Favorite, and I thought that one was great. Have you both seen that? I've not seen it, but Jamie loved that movie, and I, I want to see it. Yeah, I recommend it. I think it's pretty uh, pretty unique. I think it has all, all of its characters are are strange. You don't necessarily like them. You you like hate parts of them, and you like parts of them, and and 
and they're just they're they're odd not odd they're not like oddball goofy or anything like that uh just kind of um unique i don't know too many people like like them and so it's it's fun to see them in their interactions because you can't really uh you don't necessarily know what to expect um and it has it's like really cool sets and costumes and all that stuff uh check it out i also watched the laundromat which was a movie about uh capitalism and in particular the um the panama papers and the uh like offshore money Hmm. And it had Meryl Streep in it. She did a great job. It had Gary Oldman doing a, a really weird accent. I like it. As a usual. <laughs> I think he was playing a real person. And so maybe he was going for something. Like oh, maybe he was, that person was a, a very strange person. But uh, it just seemed were, like. He was playing someone who was a Gary. Uh, <laughs> he was an impersonator of, of Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. So he just was doing his own own voice. I, um, Antonio Banderas is also in it, and um, I don't know. It seemed like it, it wanted to say a lot, but then didn't say a whole lot. Uh, it, it just kind of covered the the bases, but didn't go into it. But it, it seemed to think that it was like opening up a whole bunch of doors. But I don't know. Uh, it's I would say maybe worth a watch, but I, I didn't love it. And that was the that's the end of my list, Andrew. What have you seen? I watched Bumblebee, the new Transformers oh, movie. Wow. What do you think? Um, I liked it. Like it's it's very mm-hmm. it's fun. I I thought like it it delivered the sort of like fun robot stuff that like was missing from all the other Transformers movies. And yeah. having like a main character that you like and cheer for, I thought was also like a a novel concept for this franchise that has otherwise been just like people who you don't like or people who just seem what to be the miserable. Time, the uh, time period? It's from the. I think it takes place in the like, uh, maybe like eighties or nineties. I'm trying to remember because of the the main character curls like aesthetic. It was sort of like, and because like Shia doesn't find Bumblebee until you know like 2000 whatever. So right. I wasn't sure. I think it's I think it's a couple decades. I think it's probably in the 90s is my guess. But um, yeah, I liked it. I think uh, what's her name Haley Steinfeld is is good and she's good in yeah. it. Um, what's the deal with these Transformers? Yeah, it's yeah, it's nice to see Jerry's daughter getting the work that she deserves and that his, his fame should lead to. And, and, um, John Cena playing a, a, a army guy is, uh, right up his alley and he did a very good job yeah. at it. Did you like the two? I also liked, it was very simple. And I think I might've, I might've alluded to this when I talked about the movie, but Bumblebee's yellow. And then the bad guys are red and blue. Yeah. It's very yeah. easy to tell who and what is happening when they're fighting. When they're fighting. Cause it's not like just, chrome silver like brown gray like blobs like with like uh two uh wrecking ball nuts yeah flying around um, i never made it that far i watched the first one there and those those are so awful so you th- it didn't really have that same vibe of a transformer movie not the i mean not in the 
like tradition, like what the older Transformers movies are like. I think that this one is like, and I've heard that they are maybe going to have more Transformers movies that are in the vein of Bumblebee, just like a little more fun, lighthearted and have some action, but overall like be more about like a, a story rather than just like big Chrome jaggedy edged, you know, robots fighting each other. Meet them at the altar. Did you like um, <laughs> when they showed Cybertron and like there was like Autobots with like the like the cougar jumped out of someone's chest and stuff? It was very mm-hmm. cool. It was very like purple lasers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they showed like um, Soundwave looked like Soundwave. They had um, mm-hmm. oh, what's his name? The other fuck, I can't remember his name. But yeah, there's a bunch of like I, I like the idea that before they came to earth, they were like the classic action figure style. And then when they come to earth, they have to become like lame, like current car versions. Well, they even have like when like Optimus comes to, you know, spoiler for the end of the movie, when Optimus lands on earth, he looks like what you would imagine Optimus to look like. And then it looks like the flat front semi truck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that about it. And I liked, um, I liked the, it was sort of like it felt very much like this is a toy, but the the bad transformers had like dual transformations. They had a flow mode and then a drive mode. And when they land in the desert, they go from like helicopter and jet into like cars as well. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it's like weird it. that they didn't just start with this style. You know, it's weird that they had to make it through three or four. How many of those? The other ones, Michael Bay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they weren't popular. It's just like, it was just like, there's just blobs of, of CG. It was just too much. I'm glad they, they, not that there isn't plenty of CG in this, but it just, it did. It feels, it felt more grounded. It felt like a lot more, uh, yeah, like Andrew said, a lot more lighthearted. And I just kind of like, I wasn't like so jacked up for it. So it just felt like a more enjoyable, uh, movie experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always shocked by the, the success of the Transformer movies. I think it just like it capitalized on the like 300 like macho like, yeah, let's go see some like, you know, these two things are fighting each other. I just it, like there was a trend in Hollywood at that time of like just macho bravado like, and the escalation in all movies where it's like even Fast and the Furious where it's like, what what's the big thing that's going to happen next? And with Transformers, the bar is already so high because they're like leveling cities when they fight. Right. So like. I think by the end, like Chicago is like reeked in by like a huge alien fight or something. Right. Did you, did either of you, I guess Max, you wouldn't have seen it, but Rob, did you ever see the like non Shia LaBeouf, like the two Transformers movies that came out without him in it? The uh, Mark Wahlberg was the star of him, I think. Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think if I saw the Mark. I think I saw part of the Mark Wahlberg one, and it really put me off because very early on, uh, the guy dating his daughter has like a card in his wallet that says that they were dating before she was like legal age to date, but it's okay. It's a weird like thing that didn't need to exist that's like, his explanation for dating her too young. I don't fucking know. Weird. It was really, what really weird. Cut in his, his wallet. Yes. I'm serious. Just There's like, like a, a statutory rapist. Here's my nation card, which you shouldn't guys. Hey, t- quit tip for the guys. You don't need that kind of shit. <laughs> Fellas. Listen up. You know what? We're shifting to guy talk. 
Um, <laughs> and keep your metal nuts in your pants, your wrecking balls, okay? Oh, boy, Ooh. Robert. Um, that is truly odd that they made that in a later film, that they made um, the big bad guy be, like, multiple construction uh, things and then have, like, wrecking, ba- wrecking balls. That was weird. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was something. And also, weirdly, not a toy, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. They'd include it's Devastator huge, with huge robot not dick all and accessories balls. included, I guess. <laughs> you can get that toy, just uh, it's a different toy store. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, are we ready to talk about the main movie? We sure are. Oh, yeah. Do we have this one? Yeah, we got it. Oh boy. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. All right, that's the theme song to Frozen 2, uh, Vanilla Ice, Ice, Ice Baby. Um, Frozen 2. On Disney Plus, they dropped it as a as a <laughs> Disney's um their their cure for COVID nineteen is to give everybody Frozen two. They were like, we're gonna put out some of our best films early to help everyone out right now. Yeah, and so their response, uh, rather than I'm sure, I, I actually don't know the answer to this. If they've given their employees like. Uh, <laughs> They're paying them while they're staying home sick or something, but rather than doing any of that, Frozen Two is out yes. on Disney Plus. Um, I have to admit, I've been trying to get this new computer set up and working, so I didn't actually get a chance to rewatch the movie. So I am going off of my having seen it in theaters. But what did you guys think of Frozen Two? Frozen Two. Well, I feel like uh i definitely don't feel like i liked it as much as the first one and i didn't really have a ton of fondness for the first one it was fine probably if i'm if i'm remembering correctly and um yeah i don't know it just wasn't felt very flat and maybe i wasn't paying attention but there's definitely like a couple things where i was just kind of uh uh foggy on some of the details it just it felt very uh, generic yeah, kind of a kind of a disappointment. Hmm. Max, what about you? Mm. I think I liked the first one more than you liked it. I thought it was uh, pretty dang good. Um, this one, I would say, comes in second to that. I still enjoyed it. Uh, they <laughs> out of the do, two, it comes in second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, second place or last place, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Um, but they did some amazing particle effects in this movie. Throughout. Oh, it looked great. It looked great for sure. Yeah. Um, I overall, I would say I enjoyed it, but I I have some some gripes. How about you, Andrew? I like it. Uh, you know, I like the first one a lot. I think the songs are great. I think the songs in the second one are like. I when I saw it, I saw it behind like after a lot of people had seen it, so I'd heard some complaints about the songs. I thought the songs were oh. great, and I, so. I like some of the songs. Yeah, um, particularly, I think my brother-in-law hates Kristoff's like power ballad song. Oh, he does. No. Oh, it. no, 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 Andrew. I know that's that's one of the best. It's songs. one of the better songs, right? 
Yeah, um, sure. And the actual video, like the way it looks like an 80s music video is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I Overall, I think like, and especially the the character I didn't like in Frozen 1 was Olaf, and I actually really liked Olaf in this mm-hmm. movie. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say... Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, say yeah I, he had like a song and he had his moment. He, was, yeah. he wasn't much in the way. Yeah. I always think... I always think he's annoying, but I did think it was cute how they had him just be like a, a kid growing up stand in essentially like right. you're learning uh, emotions, right? Learning everything. He did the, he did the um, C3PO thing where he did like the breakdown of the first movie. I real I thought that scene was very funny. I like that was, I, that kind of turned the corner for me on Olaf. It was funny, but I, because I didn't remember all the details and it was like, so like it was, it was general in a funny way where it's like, if you know Frozen, you're like, oh my God, he's, you know, saying this in a weird way. But for me, I was like, wait, I don't remember, remember all the details. So, um, but I, but I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that scene, especially the guard reacting like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, since you guys have seen it more recently than me, why don't you guys kind of break down the plot and then we can talk about scenes we liked or things we didn't like and go from there. Well, best I remember they're putting on the big, big autumn festival in the kingdom. And, um, this is all after the events of first frozen and, uh, Anna is, uh, or Elsa is, is queen. And she has not disclosing to her sister and, uh, uh, people in her kingdom that she's hearing a weird, uh, voice singing to her at night and basically follows it one night to this cliff and kind of calls back to it and sets into motion some sort of ancient magic. All of a sudden, the waters from the falls dry up, uh, winds whip through the town and push people out, all the firelight goes out, and um, I believe the bricks and stones in the town are like quaking and shaking. Um, and, and they basically come to the realization when they talk to the trolls that they need to go north and figure out, uh, what has set all of these events into motion because they've always known that, um, Elsa's power is too much for this world. And now is it going to be enough? I guess for them to find out, they're going to have to go <laughs> into the unknown. What do you think of that, Max? Do you like that? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, I watched this. Okay, I, I paid attention. Okay, <laughs> and then you stop at the end of the uh, second paragraph, yeah. so you don't spoil too much. And I'm gonna keep. And I'm gonna keep with just my own train of thought. Uh, a five star rating. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, this movie. <laughs> uh, one thing that I thought was strange about this one was that, and it kind of uh, wrecked one thing I really liked about the first one. I liked that. Um, at the end, they didn't really push, um, Kristoff, is that, yeah, Kristoff and, uh, Anna together. They didn't have that, like, big romance at the end. And, uh, I think it was established that they, that they liked each other, but yeah. Yeah, but it was kind of just the story, the love story was about her and her sister. And I thought that that was the way to go. That's, that's cool. That's new. That's unique. You know, rather than girl and guy getting together, it's just like a familial connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that about the first one. And then in this one, they just kind of established that, oh, uh, yeah, he's, they got a crush on each other and he's trying to propose the whole time. 
and then it just happened at the end it it happens and it's just you know kind of typical and i think that's kind of where you get the feeling uh that it's just more of a basic movie right it's not doing heteronormative exactly it's such a normie movie (laughs) they're like let's have vanilla sex for the rest of our lives (laughs) i wanted christoph and sven to get together that's what I was thinking, man, at the well, beginning. There, it was I, really, heard, it I had heard that there was some implication that, that Elsa was like was like fawning over someone. But if, if if I'm to take it, was it supposed to be that like northern woman who was talking to her for one scene? I I, I didn't, water I don't horse, even get maybe. any of that. I don't even know what people are talking about. Right. I also didn't get that from the movie either, but that would be my guess also. I also am not like, like are people like, I don't know, like, well, whatever. I... I like, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But, like, don't make it some, like, weird hidden Easter egg then. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. She was It was two scenes where two different people from the North were, like, talking to characters and advising them. So I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought the... I don't know if I like the Into the Unknown song or not. Because, like... Uh, I think like some of the notes it hits are impressive, but I don't like that. Like the callback of the voice is kind of annoying to me. Like, uh, I don't know. Oh. I, 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 like, I thought they, uh, I thought they pulled that off. I thought it was pretty good. Really? It's like, yeah. The <laughs> uh. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love it, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, I was on one viewing and I don't know. Um, but I did think, yeah, I did like Olaf's song about, especially, um, okay, so this is kind of weird. And I know it's kind of for the scene, but Olaf is sort of like, inex- like accidentally avoiding like harm. Like all the elements when they get into the Northland are like kind of like barraging him, but he's singing and sort of avoiding them all. Like the wind's whipping around him and boulders are flying past him and stuff. It's a real Jar Jar Banks um, avoiding the, the droid army. Kind of, but like the thing for me was like, so some of the elements, like Gale, which I guess is the wind element, is sort of is only shown as sort of like a gust of like wind and leaves. So that seems to be kind of like persistent. But like the earth element is like these rock giants. And I was like, so does the earth also have these powers? And that's why it's like shoving boulders at Olaf. Or do you have to be like, does the rock giant have to be doing that? And same thing with the water. Like it was clearly like this horse but then, like, the geysers were attacking him. I don't know. I'm not, like, applying too much knowledge or logic to it, rather. It was just more like it, some of them made kind of, like, sense and felt like they were, like, ethereal. And other ones felt like, no, 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 like, the, the land are the giant, like, guardians of this part. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Guys, I got I to gotta find something to nitpick. But it was so <laughs> damn good looking. <laughs> It truly did. I mean, that is, I mean, I think that gets said a lot. And we, I think we talked in like the, the texture of everything and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's really impressive now what they can do, but it's, it's amazing. Like it really looks incredible. Yeah. They had some really cool moving water and smoke. I thought was, Oh yeah. Some, some of my favorite bits of that. One thing that bugged me. So at the, at the end of the movie, uh, they get through to the, that dam they have to break the dam and all the water comes rushing in and uh anna and elsa are making that sacrifice of the village and of course they've already moved um everyone outside of the castle um so like everyone would be safe but there's this water rushing through that's going to take it out 
and uh, and then they just erase that. They basically say like, oh, the the water the, spared uh, them. The the spirits were appeased that you were even willing to do that, so you don't have to. And it just kind of like I took the wind out of the sails. I would say of that whole uh, idea, the fact that it didn't happen, and it just kind of wrapped up a little too cleanly. And I know that it's a uh, Disney movie for children, but back in my day, Disney used to be pretty brutal. Yeah, back when Hans Christian Andersen was writing these, everyone died. Well, what are you, I mean, like, we, so we get the, there's always been this, like, is, um, frozen, tangled, sorry, is is that, is that getting swished around? Sorry. Andrew's on his mixing table. Wait, Mark Uh, on a graph. Um, in the, in, like, there was always this, like, rumor that like frozen is mixed up with tangled they're maybe in the same universe and yeah that, people have been pushing this like disney connected universe thing right for a and while. they answer pretty firmly that like their parents are dead and like the ship crashed and this is what happened to them like did, did you find that to be satisfactory or did you want there to be more of like a mystery of what might have happened yeah, I don't know because they. It, it would be weird if that was all a setup to dispel like a fan rumor, right? But but stranger things have happened, and because that was the thing they were like, well, what like this would maybe put it at the same time that Tarzan's parents were shipwrecked. It's like, yeah. what are you talking? Like Nemo saw their parents <laughs> die. Like what? what are you talking about? Like I don't I, I don't really. I'm all for like fun fan theories, but I don't need every Disney film to be a connected universe. In fact, I would rather there be like an illusion or a funny like reference. Like someone has a doll and it's the, one of the monsters is ink monsters or something. It doesn't mean that like monsters exist in that universe. Just like, just call to another movie. That's fine. It's not, it's not in my face. Um, so it just felt like because the movie was a lot about, about family and, uh, the mistakes of, of the family or like the, the guilt you would assign yourself for something like that because uh, Elsa was definitely like, they wouldn't have gone north if they weren't looking for uh, a way to solve my problem. And they were like, no, that they were adults. That was their decision. And they were doing it out of love. It, you can't blame yourself for that. So I felt like maybe it was satisfactory in like closing that loop for that character. But if if it was in more of in service of like, dispelling a weird fan thing that would be a weird thing to do for sure yeah um were there any particular scenes you guys liked a lot we've uh we've certainly nitpicked enough robert this, well, I bet, I, no not there's there's like there's, good, <laughs> there's stuff to like and i enjoyed some of the songs but i um i would say like yeah like visually is probably one of my favorites and like I noticed like the color palette in particular like i liked the choice of the fire demon having that kind of pink purple flame. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just like striking. Like I've never, I haven't seen anything like that. And um, I, I thought like the characters were also like very like well, like rendered and like there was like some differentiation too. I like that the Northern people kind of evoked sort of like Inuit or Northern like Russian kind of like Mongolian kind of like aesthetic a little bit. Here and we go. Just, there more, was more Russians on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Max. Hey, uh, skip this episode, Max. Uh, and then maybe in the <laughs> next one will be better. 
Alrighty, Adam, I'm down. I'm out of here. See ya. All right. And he's off the Skype call. Um, no, I, but I, I liked all that. And yeah, it's not like I, I, you know, it's like the other thing I have to, you know, always like kind of step back and be like, this isn't, I'm not the perfect demographic for this. Like I have so much of, of my, um, you know, my fandom for some of the Disney movies is, is indisputably, uh, nostalgia and seeing the movie when I was growing up and just having those ties to it. So I know that that's the same thing for, a younger audience with these movies. And I think there's been, I think there's even been some scathing reviews from, uh, from younger kids who didn't like this one as much as the first one, but I think, you know, to each their own, I, I think it's, it's fine. Like I said, I, I don't hold the first one as high up as some of the other, the older Disney films I enjoy, but I liked it. And I just didn't, I just didn't like this one as much, but I still think there was a lot, a good, a lot going for it. I feel like people who love frozen will probably enjoy this the same, if not more. So, yeah, Max. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. any parting thoughts on Frozen Two? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think the same thing. I suppose that I th- I think it's uh, good. I don't think it quite measured up to the first one, but it had a ton of good stuff. I thought that uh, in terms of songs, I might have enjoyed this one more, uh, although the first one had let it go. Like, I think that's what the first one had for it. And that's why people just wanted uh, the music in this one to be uh, fantastic. But Mm -hmm. I can't remember another song from the first movie. Just let it go is kind of the one that stands out. And this one, I think while it might not have reached that same uh, level, I think it's, it had a a few good ones in there that I I really enjoyed. And and Christoph, Christoph, Christoph. uh, his, I really enjoyed. I like the way they played with it. They do the like guitar riff. They do some synthesizer. They do yeah, like he sang into a pine cone. Yeah, any any like boy band um, uh, trope that you can think of. Any music video scenario. He probably did it in that one song, and I kind of liked how they were just uh, goofing around with it that way. Yeah. And, and then I I did like the um, whatever that the the main song was that that Rob doesn't like into the unknown into, into the, the unknown. unknown yep I thought that one was pretty good yeah how about you Andrew how'd um, you feel <laughs> I have to uh, go into my mindscape of like two months ago when I saw it in theaters but um, wow I yeah I I think it's like it's a very it's a worthy successor of Frozen I I like the first one a lot and. I think this one was maybe not uh, in terms of quality as good as the first one, but I think it's still like, it's not like, you know, Aladdin, the return of Jafar where it's just like, this is, you know, <laughs> whoa, like the quality. Whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 let me finish my point. Um, I, I think like it, it, it was like, I, I, I thought the quality was good and it, I think it's fun and Thank you so much to Disney and Walt Disney and Bob Iger. And thank you guys so, thank you so much for bestowing on us this early release of Frozen 2 on Disney Plus. Um, we'll get through this, the COVID-19 because and, and, you know, of. And I, I upped my subscription. I was like, you know, Disney Plus charged yeah. me a little extra. Let me, yeah, let me charge, let me get charged a little more. We're going to get through COVID-19 because Disney released uh, uh, Frozen 2 early and I think we can all thank them and we can all start a prayer circle to thank Disney mm-hmm. for everything they've history, done for us. History will remember them. Yeah, that's right. As the, the reason that, we got uh, through Disney this. Disney Plus was the fifth element that we needed. 
I, okay, I was thinking about that that movie during Frozen Two a bunch because she turns out to be the Fifth Element. Surprise, uh-huh. surprise. That's it. That's all. I wish there was some Bruce Willis in it. Yeah. But. She, she said Elsa, Lilu, Elsa, multipass. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. 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 Hey, Robert, you really did it. Hey, we did it, guys. All You're right. Almost to the level of Disney in my heart. Wow. <laughs> that's well, maybe I'll start a streaming service. That's nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, that'll, that'll Robert do has it. to go to the bathroom, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, my streaming service is about to start. Got to go. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for us, guys. Um, we will continue to bring you some type of content, and hopefully it'll go a little smoother than this one, but this one went as smooth as possible, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, perfect. All right, uh, we will catch you guys later. Later, bye. Bye-bye.